Good afternoon. <laughs> good evening. And happy good Easter. And good night. And happy Easter. Happy Easter, man. Um, or happy. Man, this Easter shit, I, it just hit me in my fucking 40 whatever years of life. Huh. What is this three-day shit? What do you mean? He went on the cross Friday, came back Sunday. That's two days. Okay. That's two days. All right. Did people say three? Everything is three. The whole Bible's three days. He rose in three days. It's the third day. He rose on the third day. On the third day. Friday uh, is a day. Saturday day. is a day. He came back the third on day. On the third day. The third day, not three days. It wasn't that, a full three I days. I apologize. I'm thinking of it like a three-day weekend. Yeah. Oh, I thought I, I had Monday. Monday off. Yeah, Monday he uh, comes back. Ladies and gentlemen, on the third day, on the third day, the man giving you this incredible religious information <laughs> is the brilliant Jordan Temple, <laughs> comedian, writer. You go writer first, right? Mm, I have to go comedian. You want to? Okay. Comedian yeah. slash comedian. writer. I'm a comedian writer. Yeah. Is your number one thing that people would know you for at this point, Abbott Elementary? Mm. With that, is that the calling card now? Like, what do you? You're like, on you, it? No, I'm a writer. Writer, writer. I'm a producer, writer, producer. No, they're not going to know that. No, no, no. no. I mean, in terms of, let's say, he ends up in an elevator. I still think it's stand-up, regardless of uh, if I'm a famous stand-up or not. Like, I have... My accolades and pe- plenty of people have seen me. I mean, that's I still think yeah. It's writing, comedian. you don't get credit in the public. Well, it all depends get- on what the show, but the show is always going to be bigger than whoever's on the show. The right, show is always bigger show. than the actors, the the writers. The show is the ensemble of it is always bigger than yeah. the, the sum of its parts. Have yeah. you written on shows besides Abbott and Atlanta? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, seasons three and four. So when it was, yeah, I this think, guy's tight. These are good credits when though. They, when yeah. they had a black character on the show, yeah, is that true? Black, yeah, I mean, it was, that was, I mean, that was the quote-unquote black season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just make like, it to the black season. There's a black season. <laughs> yeah, season oh. three. It's not the black season. It's marvelous. <laughs> you know I mean? Also, <laughs> I mean, it's weird to call it the black season when the main character isn't also Jewish. So it's like wait, not played wait. by a Jewish person. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? So I'm as Jewish as the person who's playing the woman Wait, who's she's supposed not to be Jewish? No. She's not? No. Rachel Brosnahan is not Jewish. She no. is hot though. People, oh, are, man. people talk about that. I redact your statement and you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> you know she was Jewish. No Jews. This is the funny thing. People it's, are mad at it. It's just like uh, African Americans and uh, you know like uh, Africans, you know, versus Africans. Africans playing oh, African American roles, or fucking all these British actors playing dudes from Compton or whatever that yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, Damson Idris. Damson, yeah. Damson is not from giving Chloe back shots on Swarm. I saw that. I was like, you know damn. What? But son. I was, but I was disappointed <laughs> when I saw that shot because you could tell it he wasn't didn't really close. No, it wasn't Chloe. Huh? They didn't show of her. Of course, that doesn't not. Yeah, oh, you, for you it doesn't matter. It's do still a pretend that it's Chloe. No, it's, it's just it doesn't matter. It's more like yeah, he's not you know American black. There's the same problem that Jews Jewish people. But have I don't. I don't think. People. But hold on, I was actually going to say in my limited world, mm. I am yet to hear Jews complain about non-Jews playing Jews. Is that no, a thing? I've, yeah, Is, absolutely. I've who's complaining? 
It's that, not so. Your family complains. Good amount of people. Oh, your family complain. should be ashamed. Guess what? I want to say this right now. I want non-Jews to play Jews. Okay, hmm. make us look better. Give me all the good-looking Gentiles and have them playing the Jews. Who Tony Shalhoub about that? is not Jewish. Who? Tony yeah, Shalhoub. Tony, right? Tony Shalhoub. And what is he? Who does he He's play? He's the father. Almost of no Mazel. one. Almost no one. Uh, except. Oh, by the way, I know there's a Jew on Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, uh, what's the ex-husband plays the manager too. Oh, really? Jew? Yeah, yeah she's a Jewish. Uh, Rachel, her name's Rachel Brosnahan, right? Yeah. She can play any Jewish. Jew she wants. I'm totally good with it. How is she? Well, is she cool? As someone whose last name is Temple, yeah. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of my people. Oh, yeah, she's cool. I've been at the table reads. Those, those are cool. But yeah, I wrote for season three and four of Maisel uh, before Atlanta. I wrote for that season three and four and then uh, now one and two of Abbott. So, and wrote some plays when I first met you we were talking about my play which was like before I got my first writing job more or less like the writing sample that I also acted in that play Hidden Fences that was more or less like a cult hit and helped me get into these writers rooms so why did we end up DMing the first time years ago or texting um because you heard about oh you saw me at homeboy you saw me at my boy Matthew Jefferson aka YC the Cynic, now Kemba, Kemba. Yeah. Uh, at Rough Trade in Brooklyn in okay. 2017. I hosted his birthday party. Yes. And Homeboy Sandman was there and I was hosting and I was I was killing it and you were like, oh, this guy's funny. Let me message him. And then you were like, he does all this other stuff. Yeah, I got a good eye, man. Now look at this guy. Look at this guy now. Look, look at this guy. Um, but you're, when, when you Google you in Atlanta, the, uh -huh. the Trini episode comes Trini up. Trini to the bone, yeah. You say, if you got it. I know you have a new season. Two seasons ago. Three, uh, season three. Season three? Yeah. What episode is it? Later on? It's like six and they're in New York. I it's like one of the step outs. Oh, no. Oh, no. I haven't seen that yet. It's, I heard about it, though. It's one of those episodes. I was talking Atlanta. to this girl the other night about nannies. And I was like, oh, most nannies in New York are Trini. And they're like, did you see Atlanta? And I go, yeah, I don't remember anything about Trinis. So. Yeah, it's very did, did. Okay, so Saif, you will love this episode because it's just very, it's a very New York experience episode. I guess, tell me if the synopsis works a little bit. It's about the death of a Trini nanny and a family and a white family and the white family's experience attempting to basically mourn her death through their child who really loved the nanny and they didn't know the level to which their child had taken on Trini culture from being raised by <laughs> This nanny. Is that a decent? Yeah. But then there's a whole other weird, the, the funeral is like a whole other thing yeah. that happens. You wrote funeral. the whole episode? No, I mean, by virtue of just commission of like how the writer's room works, I was given it, right. but also passed along the information at my own flourishes. That's I, like, that's the thing of like the writer's room, like it is by committee or yeah. I said commission, by committee of like everyone adding their own thing or like the creator having their own specific vision and you being given the right. outline. But you're credited as I'm credited as by, by written by by virtue of like I'm a member of the writing staff and then they, they give me the episode and I more or less work with the do creator. The, you do the, the skeleton of it. They have the skeleton. They, they give me the rest. Uh, I put on. I help put on the flesh. I give it some character. I give mm. it the you know. So when who you has the skeleton? Glover? Yeah, I mean, it came from the story. I'm uncomfortable that you called him by his last name. Donald? Yeah. How's Childish Gambino? <laughs> Gambino gives you, right, give so, you the story? Yeah, it was a story. Like, everything is borrowed. Like, whether or not 
like it's it says written by me it's borrowed from someone else which is borrowed from someone else and then we it's a composite of a lot of borrowing and a lot of like original kind of thought or just like personality jokes and experiences things that all come into one so when there's a written by or somebody is uniquely giving praise for one thing on one side or the other it's really not like obviously one person like when you have a show especially that's a success you know a lot of people because of just like by virtue of like being I think in this country is like very individualistic and I think that's to the detriment of um, what collaboration can bring and what it actually means to make a show that people want to watch no one's watching something for one thing and not just like I'm not one thing I'm not giving one thing or just because my name is on it I'm you know, all of this or that, but I did add, I think something special to it that I was given by someone else who, so the actual you know, order, the actual order would be though, like the Donald and company to Steven, whoever gives you a skeleton says, this is the skeleton. We talk about it. There's some certain, you know, uh, lines and things is just like, don't take this out. Right. These this beats is, have to be yeah, hit in this. Absolutely. And then you sit right down around it. Yeah. And, and we were right around it and you, you know, I, I for me, I talked to a, a, a friend of mine, his uncle who's like an old head Trini dude back in East Elmhurst. And I asked him very specific questions, asked him about what his favorite song was, Trini to the Bone, which made it into the, was a big part of the song, you know, show and was in it. And we talked about it. Um, also just like certain things of uh, just like culturally what it was like to go to a funeral uh, Trinidadian funeral and you know that was very resonant so things I borrowed things I came up on my own you know Wait, why did you get assigned that episode because it's New York I think it's partially because it's New York and then you know I mean I'm not super in touch with my Haitian side my father was Haitian and you know I've spent around enough time around Caribbean people to at least get the, the energy of it so yeah in, in that room Jordan's from New York has Caribbean Roots, Caribbean mob ties. This feels mm -hmm. like he. This should be his. Yeah. Um. Well, that's what the thing that show does so well, though, is what mm -hmm. what their collaborative effort is so strong because everything they cover, no matter wh what area of the world it is, they seem to get like intimate details right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's Atlanta or Europe or New York or whatever, mm -hmm. they're really good at getting things that people who know it well go, "Oh shit, I can't believe you did that." Yeah. Yo, you know what's crazy? They they did the Juneteenth episode mm. five years ago, whatever that was. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, I did. And at that time, literally every white person, I'm not kidding, I was going, what 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 is what is Juneteenth? I don't even know what mm. this episode's about. And frankly, I think I'd be lying and disingenuous if I said I absolutely knew when I saw it. Mm. I was like, I think I've heard of Juneteenth. It's like a thing. And it's wild how much that has changed in five years. Mm -hmm. like, I can't believe of all the crazy things that have happened over the last five years, good and bad. I can't believe Juneteenth has actually become an it observed took the holiday. pandemic to make it a holiday because of white people were inside feeling guilty about everything. Pandemic at once. and yeah, you know, George they were like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then they were like, that's the thing. And then they were like, wait, I get a day off. So this you know is what I mean? perfect. I love it. <laughs> um, it's, but it did seem like the most like how shitty a country we were before, prior and still to have not had that already a holiday. It's almost such an obvious holiday. What? Not but, really. But, but I guess it's no not way. because well, because it makes you acknowledge that something bad happened. But it's not even the 
it's not even like the main part of that of of ending slavery. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right, right. It's an, it's an it seems yeah, not, like not everyone was like officially free for real. It's just like right. some of the first like the precursor to what was to come. But okay, so in that sense, no, technically, those are the last free ones, though. Yeah, this is the last free. Oh right, last yeah, last free. Like but, last but still, see? see exactly. No. So so I mean I know, but it's also like nah, he's Haitian, so. Yeah, they we were free way, way before. <laughs> but that's the only reason why that. all the other black people could be free is because they were trying to be like Haitians over here. What? Hey, listen. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, when were Haitians free? Couple of, uh, no, not not they might not so, have been they might not have been free, but the they, revolution the country was, was free. Yeah, not yeah. not maybe not slavery, but I'm saying like the country had the first black revolution. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. Um so what are you working on at this exact moment, Jordan? You just roaming the streets wearing a uh, like a robe type jacket doing comedy. Oh yeah, this is uh, what's this Maharash- Maharishi? I Love Maharishi. I got it from um, uh, Mohawk Maharishi Mohawk man oh. in um Silver Lake. Yeah, this is this this conversation got very Hollywood very fast. What's Mohawk man? What's Maharishi? Maharishi is a brand. It's a it's a London. It's a English clothing brand based on a like some Indian. Style and fashion, but some military vibes. It's my one of my favorites. Really? What do you ever? What, do you ever wear a Tawana app? I don't. It's a big ass coat I have. I wouldn't wear a Tawana app. <laughs> like you wear Tawana app in here or in my house. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're on Zoom recording Tawana app, and I'm gonna wear a big ass military. So I believe winter coat. Since I now know that Maharishi is a brand. That's the store where Psycho Less's son worked. Remember I told oh, you that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, That's really? that store. Where? Out there? No, and um, it's in uh in the in Tribeca. Oh, word. Yeah, that shit does look hot. <laughs> so wait, so Mahari- I'm willing to assume then that if Jordan said he's wearing Maharishi and he said he got it at Mohawk Man, I'm willing to assume that Mohawk Man in um, in Silver Lake is a store. It's a store, yeah. yeah. Is it a See? secondhand store? No. Thrift store or nothing like that? Mm-mm. They have different brands in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mohawk Man. It's tough. You'd like it. I'd like to go to Mohawk Man in, in Silver Lake. Yeah, really turn to a real L.A. piece of shit. You, know? <laughs> you really did. Yeah. Do you, is that your main residence now, L.A.? Yeah. How's that, how's that feel? You like it's L.A.? It's cool. I've, I've been there since last time I was on the podcast when we were kicking it. What, 2017? That long ago? Uh, that's when I first moved out there and I was by coastal for work. And I, I like, did. I went to, I moved to L.A. a couple months later. After we had that, I was like, I think it was around the time I did like my third staging of Hidden Fences and I was like using the show kind of to promote. It was like a really fun moment. Um, I went to L.A. Yeah. First writing job. Twenty seventeen at two was writing that? jobs. Huh. What's first writing job? The Showtime show. What was it called? Smilf. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that show. It was all right. Bodega Bams was on that. Yeah, I got him on the show. Oh, yeah. that was the show Bodega Bands was. I, Yo, yeah. I, I had him audition like the first week. He, that was That's like fire, bro. Yeah, I had him and uh, I was like, I was yeah, the like, show was be, okay. He'd but be killer. Yeah, he was great. He I was mean, yeah, he was super yeah. excited about that. Um, yeah. So that was that. Oh, oh sorry, I like to stop for a second. What was Smilf about? Remind me. Um, Man, we're not gonna talk about. This. Okay, all right, cool. Um, so what was the next job? Uh, another show, not good. Um, oh. I'm not talking about that. You won't even Wait, give them a, a the title. Nah, we could look it up. Nah, you good. <laughs> uh, and then the third show was, um, and in between that, I did Conan like January 2018. Roll for Conan? Nah, oh. the stand up, stand up, stand up on Conan. Um, and then I did Mythic Quest for Apple. 
Okay. And then I then I worked on Maisel. That was like January 2019 when I was back. And then I worked on Maisel for like a hot eight, nine months. And I was in the city doing stand-up. We got to pass it to seller, all that. Oh, because the Maisel's here. Yeah. Where do they shoot? They shoot? We saw it on the Upper West Side recently. Where do they generally shoot? Uh, Well, the main studios is uh Steiner. Okay. Steiner Studios in Williamsburg. Um, it was wild because, you know, when I was at that job, I would, I forget this, the stop, I think it was with Marcy. I would like get off on the Jew G train. A Jew train? No, it you felt know like what? that. Nah, nah, bro, you're not gonna catch me. <laughs> I, I said G train. Okay, the G train. All right, G train. All right. I already got the same birthday as Kanye. You gonna have me out here? But I'm trying to stay working, bro. His last name's Temple. He's yeah, good. Come on, man. I, I, I just, I thought you were saying like there was a special, a special Jewish train. Sife, the one thing we don't joke about trains. We take oh, that. We, right, take, we right, take trains very. This man right. is fully autistic. That's why he likes trains. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so the G train. I was on the G train, okay. uh-huh. and I would get off this G train, and I would. It was you know Hasidic neighborhood yeah. Williamsburg, and it was just so wild, like. On the that's other end, is, it, that's, is that, that really you thought? Okay, yeah, no. Okay, but keep going. <laughs> on the other side, it was wild to go in the Steiner, and then just to, it was just a blast from the past, right? To like work, be at Maison, be like have to transport back to this time, you know, in the fifties and sixties in New York. After like it felt like very immersive, right? For me to, you know what I mean, walk through a Hasidic neighborhood, and on the other side, it's just it's the fifties, yeah. and also like be an outsider, virtually like be a Blackman going and working for this Jewish That's show. And, yeah, know. that is pretty interesting. Yeah, How, were, wow. Um, were there any other black writers or no? Me, both seasons. Only one. Yeah, me. Did you write all the black parts? No. <laughs> you did more than black parts? Black parts. Yeah, I did more than black parts. So how did I actually that- pitched? I mean, my access point to writing for the show and my inter- interviewing for season uh, three was, you know, I fell in love with uh, Rose, the mom on the show, um, who plays Midge's mom, because when she goes to Paris, and there's also that beautiful shot, as you see the Empire State Building flip, and then yeah. you see her in Paris, yeah. that shit is incredible. And Show's really good. It's so, I, I fell in love with that season, because that's what I wanted from my mom. You know, like, being raised by a single mom, I was like, yo, what would be, what are my mom's dreams of, like, just escaping? I love the escapism aspect of it and then like Rose being like going back to this this almost adolescent part of her life where she was like free in France and just kicking it you know like I wanted that for my mom that's a, like I empathize with that or just was able to be like oh shit like that's super dope and I told him about that and I like pitched things and very early on in season three with that in mind that was one of the characters I felt like I was outside of the central ones at least we thought about in terms of Midge relationship with her husband and the father, whatever, like they, I remember A.B. Sherman was just like, we need to give her something to do. Rose has nothing to do. And mm. I pitched just coming from this place, thinking about the character, my mom, all that stuff coming from that place of being like, I think that Rose like very easily, I could see her being a matchmaker because she's like meddling in her, her fucking, that's funny, like a her, Jewish mom, her, her daughter's life that she can't control at the same time. Like, 
she has a skill set. Meddling is a skill set and matchmaking is very prominent during that time. And that has been the arc for that character since season three. Wow, that's pretty cool. So that made its kind of way into and building up to her being a matchmaker by the end of season three. And she's ostensibly that she's that in season four and five. So five's the one that's coming next. Yeah. And have they announced it, if there's more after that? Later yeah. this month. No, this is the, this is, uh, the last season. <laughs> they have said that. Yeah, yeah. they said final season. So, so, they are there more African-Americans? Yeah. <laughs> I that's what you're about to As, say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy who plays the, not the star she's opening up for. Shy Baldwin. Was it? Shy Baldwin. Yeah, his manager. Yeah. Who's that again? That guy's I forget his, it. Yeah. His character's dope. He's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I real forget hard. that actor. Like, he's uh he was on um that drama, that huge drama. The huge drama. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. You that know that show Huge Drama? Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> on NBC. No, Chicago Huge Drama. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago drama. I love Chicago, Chicago Fire Huge Drama. drama. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chicago Doctor. I really want to start. I think I'm only through season two. Yeah. I need to get my my get my shit up. Because I really the, did love that show. After season two is after it's African American. Well, Cypher, are you uh, are you up on are you caught up on Succession? Is there a new one? What do you mean? A new one dropped? New season? Yeah, yeah. When? Yeah, is that just, now? Two just, weeks ago. Just came oh out. no, then no, I haven't seen that yet. Wow, you are so outside. Oh, I'm out. No, Cypher is no, so. No, no. Yo, Jordan, Cypher is so don't outside. Watch Succession, yeah. But still, you know it came back. Yeah, Cypher is so. No. Out, he likes the show. I love. He's so show, outside yeah. and doesn't know. And I, you know, it makes sense because I've been seeing a lot of talk about it lately. Like it's just popping up. Like I saw someone on TikTok. It was like it's not the Murdochs, but it kind of is. You know, right, right, right. But yeah. um, I remember when Cypher started doing improv. You remember how, that? Yeah, the I was there. You know, what do you mean you were there? I was there when he started. The moment he he said, "I'm going to do improv," I said, "Cypher, don't." He said, "Oh, uh, give me a suggestion." <laughs> Wait, oh, what I should be doing? <laughs> when was it? When, when what you mean? Was <laughs> actually there? No, I wasn't. No, I, but I remember how cool I thought it was because I was like maybe making the transition out of improv to doing stand up, and then, and like you were doing improv in a space and bringing around a certain. Wait, you was like, at UCB? Yeah, I did. I did the improv before I started stand up. What what group are you in? I was I went through from one on one through four. I did the I did the foundation. But you wasn't in no groups. Like, nah, man. Like I was trying to club or something like. Nah, I was after. friends with them. I was like, Did I see I, you there. I saw you. I went to some of your shows. I was like, this is the oh, most shit. black people that has ever been ever. in this place. And ever. I get no credit. It was incredible. Ever. Yeah. And like, Bro, you mean you mean you dogs too? Like, yeah, niggas from the hood. Wait, wait, yeah, you mean niggas from the that hood you were doing improv to UCB. No, the audience in the audience. Right, right, oh right. yeah, I remember a show I went to because you were you had them doing monologues. You had like rappers, rappers and yeah. doing monologues. That yeah. shit was. I remember you had Action Bronson. You were like, mm-hmm. and he was just like turning the input. They were yeah, like he terrified. Jumped on stage, yeah. He jumped on the stage, like yep. flipped the chair. Yep. He finished his monologue. He's like, I right, y'all do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sife Cyf- dragged a lot of people through that. It was it was dope because I mean that was a time I really felt like yeah I mean I was I was like one of the few like niggas doing improv but like I wanted to get what I got from it and then move on. Yeah. Cause once I went through 401, I was like, ah, I'm not, I don't want to be on SNL. 
I don't yeah. want to do. If you don't want to be on a team, I don't want to be, be on, on a, a team sketch show. Then it's not. It's, I watched as many shows as possible. Yeah. Possible. I went like I, I could see them for free. So anytime there was like a a class and they were like, okay, who saw all the shows or whatever for the week? I always saw like twice as many shows as everybody. Right, right, right. You know, it's like I was obsessed. But then I did like a thing with uh, you know, improvisers that want to do stand up and vice versa. I started seeing way more black people obviously doing stand up, and yeah. that's when I made the transition. But Sife was in there Improv to any black person Especially that wants to do stand up Improv looks corny as fuck And that's because it is But I like corny How much do you you still Love improv I'm dying to do it Yeah, I want to go back to doing some of it Because I think that's one of the reasons why I started so fast when I started stand up, like I was, I was on it. Like I was like, I because did stand you did stand up for improv, mm. and I don't even, re- I don't even remember how I was even doing stand up without my improv training. Because mm-hmm. now I go on stage, and I mean, listen, we all, I'm writing material, of course, yeah. but at any moment I could just fucking freestyle. Yeah, and I know a lot of comics that can't. They get upset when someone heckles them, and yeah. I just, we, I just use it as a. a an improv scene and yeah. I just weave in and out and I, I and all that came from improv yeah all that Hell I yes. wish I could do it but there's no I don't well, why, know why, why can't you, you do, could it? do it so, let's do it right now Saif yeah <laughs> give us a suggestion okay <laughs> now there's this guy on TikTok <laughs> I want to do it I think he's from uh, Toronto Matt Little maybe or something like that mm. Him and another guy, they just do improv on TikTok uh-huh. and they'll, but they'll just set the, alright we're two soccer players that just want to go metal and then they just start from there. Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm fascinated, bro. I yeah. still watch that shit. That shit is, yeah. But, but yeah, it's that shit was That shit was fucking courageous to me. UCB yeah. fucking was closed for the pandemic. They re- someone bought it. They reopened. Oh, it sold? I didn't know it sold. They sold it. You got to do your own show, Saif. That's not... UCB is not the path, I don't man. have that a fucking... Whack. I can't... It's, whoa, whoa, whoa. My marketing is... Saif, what do you think about Jordan just saying UCB what? is whack? It's whack. Oh, it's whack now for sure. Well, it it's got whack, whack now. Yeah. No, this is what I'm telling you. They I mean, had they a- never like Saif did way more diversity like shit and like That's ways to make it than UCB could ever ever have but, done. Like in its, <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> like, diversity was just my angle to get more on stage, right? Right. But they the meeting they had they had this town hall with the new UCB and the new people who are running yeah. it, and they had this town hall meeting. It was ninety percent. Just talking about inclusion and diversity, and we don't we need more than just white males on stage. And I was like, "Where's the comedy talk? Yeah, don't y'all want to do comedy? Yeah, some of, I'm sorry to say, some of y'all is not funny. But you gonna get on stage because you black because they gotta fill a quota? Right. Are you not funny or are you some other race? Fuck all that. Be funny. And you didn't get the vibe. There was not a funny vibe. I mean, this I skimmed through the meeting. I just I don't know like. I don't know if I can. But it's also it. like white people saying that and like no like not letting niggas talk. Like it's like less like uh like you know the people who are using it yeah. who are obviously not funny and the people who are like genuinely upset and then people being like, "Well, you're not funny, of course they won't." And it's just like it can be both because yeah, white course. people get to be not funny all the goddamn oh, time. Oh yeah, they yeah. do it professionally. <laughs> well, this reminds me of a joke that you did that you have though about the, the about 
uh, white people complaining on behalf of black people. Uh-huh. Like, yes, I'm sure there are a lot of black people would like to be included in in in. Uh, but that that black people don't even care. But about, I, my yeah. question is, how many black people are like you know what we need more improv? No, yeah, no, because it's don't. like your Tim Burton joke. You're like yeah. black people not being included in Tim Burton movies. It's not the world's biggest problem. They're probably no. not black people clamoring to even be in Tim Burton movies. No, no, <laughs> and it's and it's like yeah, it's 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 a conversation you're having. With yourself is very like, yeah, we're not thinking about being in your improv team. Like, yeah. that's that's hilarious. You're having a conversation about inclusion, but not being inclusive in the meeting about inclusion. Yeah. Well, this, yeah, not even being inclusive, but it's like conversations with yourself. These are conversations you have in your head about what black people think about. And what they talk about like with each other. Personally? No, oh, I'm saying people. what white people have oh, yeah, conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. in their heads so when they don't. <laughs> and then my about problem, what black people. My think problem about with white people. About. You got a problem with white people? My problem with white people. Here, here's what I don't. I mean, there's a lot of things I don't like, and not just white people, just people. Mm. You can't have one black friend <laughs> in college and ask them a question about black people, and then that's the answer for all black people. That is. That it is, is so the answer common. for that person. There's not one black answer. There's not one Latino answer. There's not one white answer. Yo, that conversation about like trying to speak on behalf of a group mm. is so real. And mm. I would like to say that I'm better than that. Because <laughs> my on behalf I, of my group, good. I like to say I'm better than no, 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 groups. because when I say when I say what black people like and don't like, it's based on years of collecting information. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be able to tell you on a like if you say to me, what do black people think about blank new topic I, even if i know a couple of people who have spoken on it i can't speak on that it's got to be more but if you speak on something long term i yeah. can say well i've been gathering research and data on this over the last 15 years but that's mo- maybe maybe if you say most of course it's yeah, not all of course. yeah it's, and that's what people very, try to pay by numbers it has to also get super specific like i know what black deli workers who make sandwiches between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m think <laughs> about construction workers Correct. who want a certain kind of sandwich and this is the, what the construction workers feedback in is this area at least in, at least in, in this, this place amount of time and what they think about people who work the graveyard shift now you can use that to be like i know Black deli workers. Correct. Right. But even that, but, you're being general, honestly. You're still being general. You know, maybe. black deli workers at this deli. Yeah, no, but between a certain hour. Between certain hours. It has hours. to have parameters and boundaries. Well, it's funny, it's like I you know I always talked about generalizations about Jews. Mm. And then I meet my fiance's family. They're Jews. They have nothing Juner, in common with my family. Generalizations. Mm-hmm. So many generalizations out here. The difference between Ashkenazim and Sephardim, the two different kinds of main different kinds of Jews. Yo, we are so different. Like, like, for example, a couple years ago when Natalie and I started dating, uh, her grandmother passed away. And I told a friend of mine who's super like just European Jewish type, Ashkenazi type. Mm. And he goes, oh, my God, please tell Natalie. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to hear about her bubby. And I'm like, well, I would say that to her. And she would say, what is Bubby? Yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. It's not even a word. No. Yiddish does not make it to her at all. Not related. So it's just funny that we all do this. And yet every group is so different. Like mm. you could find some similar things among black folks from 
deep Mississippi and mm. a black person from Boston, you could find some commonalities. Let's get to what really matters. What's that? What's going to happen to Travis Scott? Okay, random transition much. Let's talk about that. So we're talking about the concert. I think he's, he's always, back. I think he's fully back. Yeah. Although, although Seth, we didn't talk about when he, when he, when he shoved, he shoved the sound man and you know, DJ stacks. Yes. He roughed up DJ stacks. A Cat little bit. stacks. Or he yelled at him. Yeah. He always roughs up hot 97 employees. Wait, wait, who else did he rough up? Remember the, oh, camera? the camera guy, the camera guy, summer gym. That song is that, that, that incident is in the song. Antidote. You don't bully people just working. Why are you, why are you doing that? Let me tell you about <laughs> Travis Scott. Summer Jam that year, the same year he kicked the cameraman off the stage for no reason. And put it he calls song. me and camera put it in person. Okay, sorry, no, he was a man. <laughs> yeah. He calls me. You don't know what he says. That morning, Summer Jam morning, ten a.m. Calls me and he's like, I, "I need, I need my stage, Yo, Rosenberg. I need my stage to have blah blah blah, and I'm gonna need a blah blah blah, and I'm gonna need blah." I was like, first of all, bro, you're on the festival stage. Okay, this is pre. He wasn't even on the main stage yet. He's essentially an opener for the day. He does. He's not even one of the main acts. Second of all, I'm like, what do you think I have to do with the stage? What did he say? What was he saying he needed? He said he needed like a monitor and something to come down. Expensive, difficult day to of. Do day of. And to a, to a radio personality. Calling me. And so I said, there's only one thing I can do to help you. Ebro's number is 916. <laughs> I said, call Ebro. Here's the moment that it happened. Hold on. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pop it up. I thought you were about to call Ebro when you said that. No, you know what Ebro would say? That he probably ignored the phone call that day. Always, my, you always ignore calls day of show. I love you, Trav. But that he, has, that he has something. There's something. He's not he has. listening to this. Why did you say I love you? He's not going to hear this. Because I don't have negative feelings towards him, but he does have an attitude problem, it seems, when dealing with people. And I don't know why. Because I've always seen him, and he's only been a lovely dude. Yeah. He's, but he's... Um, he's serious about his stage. I don't, I don't knock it. Really? I'm serious about my shit. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I guess you're right. But, like, once the person says... Because you have to know you're at a radio station concert. And you can't say, I don't care that you work for Summer Jam. That yeah. does matter at that point. You know what I mean? To be a professional. I'm on both sides. Really, you can see both sides. I can see both sides. You said violence on many sides. You can get you can get pictures from the front of the stage. Why you got to be on the stage? Hmm. There's plenty of pictures to get on other angles. You know that. You know what's funny? If you watch it, I don't know why the fuck he is standing where he's standing. He's dead in the middle of the stage filming Travis, but he's between Travis's DJ and Travis. He actually doesn't need to be there. Yeah, or or go behind the DJ. Not to mention, God bless our staff. At that point, the Hot 97 video department was so untrained. Yeah, it was yeah. literally just like handing a camera to someone and being like, Billy, you held a camera on stage before? No, but I worked at that summer jam. Uh, was probably part of our security staff. So you can imagine what we were dealing with. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, hey, so how was uh, SNL a couple weeks ago? Oh, it was cute. I love I love that transition. You like well, that? Yeah, why that why are you good. on SNL? Because of, uh, what's her name? Because of Quinta. What's her you name? Wrote with her? Yeah, man, it's Quinta <laughs> man. Brunson, man. No yeah. disrespect. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. I was a guest writer for Quinta. So how does how that? It? How, how does did that you work? Do the, uh, the car thing. I helped with the monologue. No, the car uh, thing is funny. That, that was funny. That was. I'll tell funny. you what I did do. Uh, steering this conversation. Speaking of cars. Yeah. You, you did. Um. I yeah. I wrote the monologue. Got some jokes. It was cute. What do you uh, mean? How how many days were you there for? Uh, I was there for the week, but I was only there. Through Wednesday, more or less, no pun intended, started feeling like a cipher because I just, you know, uh, I want to see where this is going. Yeah, me too. Keep going. No, because because you're part of it, and you know, you're as you're a guest, 
in someone's home, but you're also an extension of the the main of guest. the main guest. So they don't want to tell you, hey, uh, actually, we don't really like guest writers to write sketches, but because you're an extension of this person, they have to be really delicate. Yeah, they, but you know what I mean. So. I was just kind of like after the table read on Wednesday, like, uh, like I don't really need to be here. I'm just working with Quinta. So, you know, and and trying to support her. So that was the main thing for me. I was just kind of like, I just want to support her and like take my ego out of it. But, you know, uh, yeah, you can kind of feel like a cypher because it's like you want to just. How how is it feeling like me? No, I, I only said that because not like you, I said, because you were here. I said a cipher because you're going around with no place oh, to be. A cipher, cipher, service, not a cipher. cipher sounds. Not you. Oh, you fucking like, self-centered yeah. prick. Yeah, I was like, I, I said no like pun cipher. intended because yeah, you were here, a, and I didn't oh, want you to be like a cipher. I oh, that's me. I feel like cipher. That's like, what he did. He's I feel a like cipher. Shit, but not contributing. No, no, no. I said no pun intended. but I'm interested in this because this is an interesting dynamic. So I was joking. So take us through the beginning. So yeah. Quinta calls you and says, "Hey, can you? I got SNL. Can you come? Yeah, that's how it can works. You, yeah, but I was already, I was already going to be in New York, so it was just no problem. Cool. cool. But so also, be- you're going into your, your, you, you're going into a a machine, a machine, a right. Goliath of a machine, yeah. like a fucking huge Absolutely. machine. And you want to kind of have some people with you. That, that's understandable. People to support. How yeah, many? I mean, how many people she bring? That. It was me and uh, someone else. Okay, two. Yeah. So she brought two yeah. people. Two writers. But yeah, I mean, it's a machine. I wasn't like, oh, like. I'm going to be doing this, this, and like I had certain ideas going in that clearly very quickly like went away. If I was just like, it is more important that I'm just ancillary to her and helping her yeah. make sure she's yeah. good than she it is me contributing. Exactly. And have you That's the most important. Then she killed it. Someone you know trust. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. She knows me from Abbott. You know, I was already my second season with the show. She knows I'm funny. So yeah. that was most important. She quit and she killed it. And she's just, that's, that's her medium too. You know, like sketch, like she's on Black Lady Sketch Show and just like BuzzFeed before that. Like she's so good at so many she's things. Really but yeah, that uh, that episode went up. So 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 that that is really interesting. So you go in though thinking, yo, I got a little sketch idea. No, nah, I mean, didn't, I just didn't... thought I could cook up something, you know, with with the other writer or the writers that were there. But they have these relationships already built in. So it's not like. Were you, you know able to I mean? build with people and, and connect with anyone there? I mean, I have a lot of friends there. Right. So it wasn't like build and connect. It was more like. Oh, I see how this machine is run and I'm kind of grateful. I respect y'all, but I'm also kind of grateful I'm not part of this process because I can't just jump into a process that's already moving. Now you, you know what I'm saying? It's almost impossible. Like, I, it wasn't even a matter of building. It's kind of just like the monologue. I know how to have jokes and I just want to translate for Quinto. It'd be like, okay, do you mean like this? And pitch, make her feel comfortable, but that's it. Like, I'm not... So they might come with a joke idea for Quinta for her monologue yeah. and you might be like, oh, I like that. Let's And Quinta, we could do this, this, and this. Yeah. And then you spice up their thing a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. They already have the process of how they want it to flow but really translating for her making sure she's heard and being like just giving her as many options as possible that's the most important thing um you know I mean? it's stress up there because it's it's super it's stressful like all everything that's what people don't understand by snl everything in five days yeah you know what i mean like it's it's nuts it, it does it is really wild when you think about it the process and like everything yeah. All of that shit is done like in that week. If so you really stressful. sit and watch how it's like, if you really watch an episode and be like, damn, they did all of this this week. Yeah. And especially when there's like 
stuff in it, like an elaborate set or, or the music videos yeah. that have like a lot of stuff in it. Like when the Lonely Island videos were happening and now they do it with the other, those other cats. Do not destroy. Yeah. L- Lonely Island to Jace. But like, right. like even all that stuff, it, t- it looks like it takes so much. Yo, we were watching o- old episodes this week because for some reason we wanted to watch, we were talking about Molly Shannon because of. The, yeah. sh- the show and then we went back and watched an old episode on Peacock and you know then they just start running one into another it's amazing the time capsules that old SNL episodes are between the guest and the musical guest like at that time in their life and, and then the jokes if correct is anything political no the opening almost the opening every week yeah. so like the little area we were watching right it was like the guests were people that were very then the musical guests one back to back weeks. The musical guests were Macy Gray and Blink 182, right? Like, My Lord. so it just takes you there. Yeah, yeah. And then all the jokes during the news, which by the way, I don't want to offend a, a friend and someone who's respected. I don't want Kawhi and I don't. I hated Colin Quinn on news so much. Really? His jokes are okay. I just did not enjoy that form of delivery for the news segment. It's my least, he's my, I rank him last, even Damn. though I think he's a funny man. And I saw his, Damn. I saw like, his one man show on Broadway. Like, I think, I think Colin Quinn's funny. I just did not like his news. Anyways, he was doing Elian Gonzalez, everything. And then I'm pretty sure I stumbled upon the first Will Ferrell as George Bush because it was a skit about Gore and Bill Bradley. And then the Republicans show up and it's McCain and Will Ferrell comes in as George Bush, but he doesn't have any of his Bushisms yet. Like he hadn't developed the character mm. at all. And then it went on, of course, to be. But just seeing Bill Bradley in sketch, like, do you even remember who Bill Bradley is? I remember the name. You remember him, Jordan? No. He was the. He was about. Hey, he was on the Knicks back in the day in the seventies. The Knicks, bro. I've never thought about the Knicks a day in my goddamn life. And wow. then and fucking <laughs> Knicks. Can you imagine rooting for the fucking Knicks? Yes. Wow. What the fuck? Phil I'm Jackson. Fucking, fuck that. Phil Jackson was on the Knicks. Fuck the Knicks. Who do you? Re- you don't refer anyone to you. Hmm? You refer anyone? <laughs> the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather root for the Nets. Then root for the goddamn Knicks. What did you do you. before there was Nick? Before there was Nets? The New Jersey Nets. Uh, really? I was a Jersey Nets fan. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He knows what I'm talking about. From Queens? Peace sweater. Huh? <laughs> From Queens? From Why? Queens? Why were you watching? I lived in Jersey a little bit. I also love Jason Kidd, Carrie Kittles, Vince Carter, RJ. We had a squad. Okay. Knicks bubble. I can't root for the goddamn Knicks. Well, why do you feel this way? Like, no, so, so I mean, what the fuck? I mean, just starting off with that. They're historically trash. Go ahead. So bad. The garden is the draw. Like, and when the garden is the draw and Patrick Ewing is the one who helped build this space, right? Yeah. And helped build this team. Right. And he's seven fucking foot. And the security doesn't let him in. It's rough. And the fucking ownership is bubble. I can't root for the goddamn well, Nets. They didn't let him in. Like, they fucking were like, "Who are you?" It's like, "Bitch, I'm seven foot. I'm Patrick Ewing." Yeah, and they I fucking what the fuck? Do you he mean? didn't have a pass. This they is a couple him, years ago. He didn't have a pass. They asked him for ID. <laughs> <laughs> they asked Patrick Ewing for ID. Who's this nigga? This big ass nigga. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You think that? You think that's bad? Yeah. Yo, they asked this man last week at wrestling. Yo, security. Nolan. Yo, fucking security. Dolan. Generally, man. Yeah. Dolan. 
Dolan, man, what the fuck? I can't root for the Knicks. I'm sorry, I took that off, but I, I hate the Knicks with a passion. I don't care how bad it could be for the Nets. I don't care how many of the black Israelites are outside of the Barclays Center. I will never root for the goddamn Knicks. This is how you know. Fuck she- the Knicks. I think any they're so embarrassing for the city. It's disgusting. I love your passion on this. I hate the Knicks now, with a passion. Now, what if, what if, in, what if you, your next, you know, you have a special comedy special come out, and the gardens like we'd love for you to sit center court. That would never the- happen. <laughs> That's not true. No, I'm not a garden comedian. So you would never know. Garden but variety. He's saying, he's saying you get big enough where the garden invites you to sit. Celebrity row. Yeah, celebrity row. Oh, celebrity row. No, no, you would do it. I'll you're, be you're at the Barclays. No, you would shit. go. Shut the fuck up. Nah. You're going. You're sitting. You're, at I've been. You're going to sit next pretty to people. close with a uh, fucking Chris Red and Sam J when they were part of it. There you go. Well, on SNL, like I, I, I've sat pretty close. I don't need to be front row. Like I don't want to be associated with the Knicks. Wow. wow. I'm gonna, this video. This is. I. You know. This could be the thing that comes back to haunt you. I hope so. Because you know what haunts this city? The goddamn Knicks. Because <laughs> they're trash. They're so I've, bad. So I've explained how security goes this far. This man got stopped at WrestleMania. They wouldn't let him in. Who's that, Zion? Oh, no. He dwarfs Zion. Who's that? It's my friend Jordan, who is a wrestler. Really? And my point is, at WrestleMania, security... Show Jordan. Wrestle, WrestleMania, uh, the security there saw him and was like, where's your pass? My man is 7'4", 400 pounds. You just going to let him take a picture with your fiance like that? Uh, we're, we're buddies <laughs> with him. I don't know about that, bro. Wouldn't be me. <laughs> Wouldn't be me, Pete. Hey, yo. That's my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she is hugged up on him, oh, too. Oh, yeah, man. Put that picture back up. Damn. She is hugged up a little too tough. <laughs> He's yeah. a giant, though. It's different. I bet she thinks the same way. <laughs> He's a giant, but Peter. But, but, but we're friends with his wife, too. Mm-hmm. I just wanted you to keep saying, wouldn't be me. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be me. <laughs> Uh, let him nah, in. Is he a, cool. He's a WWE wrestler? He, yeah, he's on the card. My point is security wiles out in general. So yeah. how many times do we get stuck at Summer Jam? They just stop and you're like, no, no, look, if you wait for the digital thing, that's me there. They don't, and I, and I simultaneously hate them and relate to them. Like, but, what are you supposed to do? But then, here's my problem. You just got to get swole, bro. That's what I've been doing in LA. You just got to get swole. So when the security presses you, you're like, you know, I'm security. And you Who are you? Oh, Bitch, I'm security. Just, I'm security for you. Wow. And do you feel I'm swole. Do you feel like you've gotten to that point? Not yet. I've been doing... Uh, I've been weightlifting a little bit. Pilates leans me out. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Pilates is good for you. I know. I've heard nothing but good things about Pilates. good, man. People. It doesn't sound gangster, Mm. you know, but I, but it's effective. It's not so much as gangster. I mean, you know, it's gangster flexibility. You know how much y'all hips are fucked up. You know how much hips are fucked up out here. You got to stretch out here. You got to stretch. Yeah. Uh, I met this, I met this woman when I was in Abu Dhabi. She, uh, she's like, like yo, for the record, Sife's new <laughs> Sife has been saying when I was in Abu Dhabi for the, what can I say? no, 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 it's great. It's what just, it's, it sounds like such a flex though. Yeah, he just like, you know, flex. a month this, ago when I was in Abu Dhabi, I this tells, what? but then he'll, she he'll follow it with some like, kind of like she ghetto shit. Yo, I was in Abu Dhabi eating a chopped cheese. <laughs> 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 How did you do that? All right, so you met a woman in Abu Dhabi. No, I want to know. Come on. Nah, she talked to you about flexibility, obviously. What, what? What were you doing in Abu Dhabi? No, nah, no. Nah, nah. Come on, man. He was out there with Mo Ammer. 
Oh, okay. Let's talk about the oh, Knicks. Cool. You're what having, are you doing? Come on, man. Please don't sorry, do this. Sorry, man. Yeah, don't let Jordan. No, no, no. Please, Sorry, Sife. man. No, no, Sife. Come on, come man. On, we Sife. want to hear the Abu Dhabi. As my son would say. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say when he does that, by the way? I used to be like, stop being a little bitch. You did say that? <laughs> Shit like that. But now I'm like, stop okay, being a little out. bitch. Let it out. Let it out. Huh. I saw this on, on TikTok. Oh, you my learn God. How to oh, on oh, TikTok? Yeah. Yo, what were you doing in Abu Dhabi? <laughs> I, was, I was at a TikTok convention. <laughs> oh, my God, Saif. You're learning how to parent on TikTok? Yes. Yeah, you learn how to parent from every single element in your life. It's not, there's no rule book to parenting. So most of your life <laughs> you is TikTok? But I go, let it out. Let it out. Cry it out. Let it all out. And then they, then they have no other choice but to like. Come back to the table. Kind of just stop, yeah. And then you're like, you're done. You 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 feel better. It helps a lot. I, I believe that. I used to be like, yo, stop fucking crying. Only babies cry, you little bitch. And how that how that work? It, was more, it led to more crying. <laughs> you found it wasn't effective. <laughs> we need to edit this video when you eventually lose custody of your children. <laughs> no, 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 Billy, Emilio, mark the spot, please, where Sife needs to yeah. save his life so we can see his. We'd children. like to bring in uh, witness to stand, yeah. Jordan Temple. You yeah. were there on Easter Sunday. He called his son. Uh, I have a question. Was 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 Mr. Diaz with his family on Easter Sunday? <laughs> no, he was just sitting in the house. Do we, we, what were you guys talking about? Anything important? No. We were just rambling on. It was Easter Sunday, Matt? I'm not Christian. Does does your your family doesn't do any Easter celebration? No. What's Easter? It's wow. I believe a Christian holiday. You do an Easter egg hunt. You don't yep. believe in that? I did. I, they got some Easter eggs. I threw them around during the week. Damn. <laughs> Whoa, around. yeah, you're but never by, gonna see your kids but by again. The way, you're like, I, I made them fetch. I, I played fetch with them with the Easter eggs. I chuck them, they run so after. So you were at a TikTok convention in. <laughs> no, no, I was no? kidding. By the way, every day for Cypher is a TikTok yeah, convention. Yeah, every day oh is a God. TikTok convention. Yo, I, what do you think you're, you're at? not on the TT? No, bro. Oh. God bless you. That's the only way I've seen your show. What? The only I've only seen your show on TikTok. That's how short attention span you have? No. What'd you uh, say? <laughs> nice. Um, I, saw, I actually never seen the show, but never seen Abbott. No, I heard it's really good though. I don't like. Good. I can't. I gotta watch show. Like I like to sit and watch. Because mm. when you were talking about earlier about Atlanta, like ever since the pandemic hit, I thought when the pandemic hit, I would watch all the TV I wanted. I ended up not really even watching TV, and I haven't caught up since. Mm. Well, you also ended up. Still moving around well, during mo- COVID. Moving, moving to the suburbs fucked me up a lot because it's a lot of more driving, and then I don't have the time to just sit and watch like Wu Tang. Like I watch a lot of shows on my phone. I won't watch the Wu Tang show on my phone. I gotta you watch that. the Wuhan show. You said no Wu Tang. We all lived the Wuhan show. The oh, Wuhan yeah. show is what we lived. <laughs> this is how we find out that Scythe creates another <laughs> pandemic just to catch up on Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> But I forced myself. I, I got I got COVID, like I don't know six or seven times, six months ago, or whatever. Oh. And that's when I watched Atlanta, um, the third season finally. Yeah, when they go to Europe. But I was I got to just sit there and watch it, and it was fucking amazing. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, Saif, did you see any more any more anything about the complex media list after we talked about it? Not really. Do you yeah. you, you know what's funny? I. Well, I Fucking so we put we did an episode last week. I don't know if you saw Complex put out a list of like media hip hop personalities, right? Okay. And oh, I, I saw that. It was obviously good fodder for us on the show. Yeah. Um for a variety of reasons. But I saw Elliot Wilson posted a clip of us talking about him. Talking about him? Yeah, of yeah. course. 
And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, Elliot, I said, Elliot Wilson's number eight. I, I was like, love Elliot. He should be on the list. He shouldn't be ahead of Funk Flex and Ebro. That's all I said. I didn't say anything about me or anyone else. Why I just, is that numbered? Why are those lists numbered? They just want people to fight. This is why. Like, this, this is why. Yeah. Yeah. This is why. This is it. No. And so we are f- fully playing into their. their you're their still schemes. talking about. But the, it. No. But but the thing is, it makes sense for us to do because Juan Epp never gets mentioned anywhere, and at least we were in like, talked about as a thing okay. in there. So it is. That's good. It had some worthwhile play for us. Okay. But I just can't. So Elliot, I reposted what I said. He pulled it off of YouTube or someone did, and then he wrote, "Peter, please." <laughs> and like I, Elliot, I love you. In what world? I just want to say this clearly and plainly. And not a, I hung out with Elliot last week. Okay, his uh, he's made his mark in hip hop without a doubt. Funk Flex is the biggest radio DJ in hip hop history, bar none ever, I, ever. And that and I, that is in a, a genre that was practically, I would say born on radio, but the city where the genre comes from and then late night radio of the, of the mid and late eighties, what made the genre. Correct. And in that town where we know all of those guys and love them too, who started it, flex is the biggest one of all time. And even right now, flex is the Drake of hip hop radio. Yeah. He never goes away. Never. It's like there's just always got some new and, shit. And there'll always be controversies with him. And if he does something, it becomes a thing. And then you have, I said, Flex and Ebro. Ebro, who does mornings <laughs> on Hot 97. And then more importantly than that, is the number one hip hop dude at Apple. Like has actual big time sway at Apple where music is now sold and consumed. I literally was on a set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith the other day. Donald's show. Yeah, that yeah. They're shooting here. And I saw Donald and he was literally talking about how Ebro is tight with Tim Cook. Literally, he was talking about that. So the influences that he was like, yeah, and then Ebro was just talking to Tim Cook. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And that's exactly right. And that's my point. Yeah. So it's very tough to, for for Elliot, who does a great job with his shows and the things he's written, I don't see why you'd even be offended Mm. that I said, I guess everyone gets offended if if you say that someone should be higher. The problem you have with Elliot is Elliot is you. Right, that he gets offended about dumb yeah. shit. You get, you would also get offended right. at the same exact thing. You and Elliot are butt buddies, and you fucking, you're the same yeah. person. You're clearly butt buddies. I mean, he said, Peter, please. I was like, hey, yo. <laughs> That's an A-yo, too. <laughs> Peter, please. Peter, Peter, please. Hey, yo, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. You only say that to fucking um, the shawarma guys. Uh, Peter, please. <laughs> So what were you doing on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I was just hanging out. Wait, I what is that? To see Donald at the Amazon show with uh, my Erskine and them. Is, um, a, is it out? No, oh, it's been Mr. going for a while. Smith. Ian Hero is uh, directing it. I just wanted to. Is Donald's show? Yeah. It's Donald's show. He's, He's starring Donald. in yeah. it. And his and his dude Hero is Putter. directing. Part of his oh, overall fuck. deal. You know, they gave him a bunch of overalls. Who's the um, Mrs. Smith in it again? Uh, my Erskine. My Erskine. Changed it uh, from Pen15. From what? Huh? Forget it. What is that? Uh, <laughs> and who was it originally? It was Pen15. Uh, it was, uh, what's her name? The, the the British lady. Forgot her name. From, um. Do you guys remember? The Sex Addict Show. Phoebe waller oh, 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 it was Phoebe. Um, yeah. And why'd they switch it? Uh, just creative differences. It's just, okay. What are talking about? Yeah. Um. What's the show about? It's like the movie. It's the no? movie. It's a, re- it's a, it's a ongoing from, but. Oh, yeah. the, the. The shit where they were spies? Yeah. yeah. Brad with, Pitt. With um, Angelina Jolie? Yeah, yeah. That's the show? 
No, no. It's some different version of that. But yes, but yes. I say that's based on yeah, that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's dope. It's the IP. Yeah. Oh, but in any fire. case, uh, yeah. Basically. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it should be cool. I, um, whatchamacall? Let's talk about Abbott. How about that? Oh, Abbott about Elementary? It. Yeah. That's, right. It's a very. Sorry, we should have. We should have brought that already by now. <laughs> I yes. like that. No, no, don't On worry. It's the most successful we, show right now. We have no, no. I like the kind of show we have where the guest has to say, "Let's talk about my successful show." Yeah, um, it's not my successful. But it's you have success from part of. Yeah. What is what is the um what's the process for Abbott Elementary writing was? Uh, well, you know the it's all due because of uh, I mean Quinta's very specific vision by virtue of her mother. Um, being a teacher for so many years is is the main thing. Like she has kind of uh, synthesized a lot of things, a lot of experience her mom has learned and she's learned from her mom and is able to make that and she understands TV so well is and and is turned that into a show that we take from that vision and kind of come together everyone has their certain ideas on story and jokes and just ideas and the cast works so well together and we have a great director and I, I think all of those things uh, you know comes uh large in part because of the things that Quinta was able to learn from her mom I think there's a lot of to be said to not just experience so many things yourself and then turn that into a show or whatever like you learn so much more from what other people have experienced than if you were to experience yourself because you can have a second hand. She really has a bird's eye view because she's like, I know this world. I haven't lived it. So many people are like, oh, I was a teacher. I could do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, you would have done it, but you can't. You're maybe too close. She's a little bit removed. And she's she just one layer TV. removed. Yeah, she's a little removed and she has the vision and she has understands TV and we're able to duplicate that in such a way where we bring our own experiences from knowing teachers or some people have parents are also teachers and everybody goes to school. So I think that's what makes the show unique is um, where it's, it's really just like uh, it's collaborative, but there's also like a central thing of understanding like that it's uh, unique to be able to be like, be in a school where like, is something that you've experienced or may have seen, but also, and these characters are, are really fun to play with. But I think specifically it being like uh, a black show, it makes it this, the specificity of it is what makes it more universal. And people are like, Oh, the specificity would be laws or is it's actually the inverse because we're not only taking Quince's experience, but we're putting ours into it too. And a majority of the people on the show are black, not just the cast, but the kids, the kids make the show. You know what I mean? For me, I think when people ask like, Oh, who's your favorite character, this, that, and the third, and it could be the funny people or people, you know, like the main cast or who you, you you expect. But I think for the kid in me or somebody that would be watching it as an outsider, it would be the kids. Like there's some kids that pop and stand out more than others. But like overall, I've never seen so many like black children represented in this way. And I think if I was a kid or just speaking to like I'm saying, like the kid in me, like that is so inspiring. Like that's so powerful and like potent and like not only the actors the kids like well behaved but it's just the way we depict these kids like with a lot of compassion and like how the adults respond to them like 
the it, it seems like a world and where like the adults are running it in the X, Y, and Z, but the adults are in the kids' world. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? The kids, not to say they run the school, nobody runs the school, but the kids are what makes the workplace. Yeah, of course. Not vice versa. The so adults are in their the own kids world. Are the, product. the kids are, you know, the future man. The kids are the future. So wait, what season did you show up at? You were there after season one? I was on one? season one and two. You started from the very, very beginning. beginning. Yeah. So how many writers was it? It's uh, about 10 to 12. And it's the same now? Same yep. group? Yep, same group, pretty much. Yeah. And it's a it's a uh, jobby job? It's like every day? Yeah, every day. I mean, we were there start of 2020. We were like one of the first writers rooms back in person. Yeah. And what's the schedule? Um, typically 10 to four ish. Yeah. And Monday through Friday. Pretty much. Do you like having a jobby job? Um, yeah, here and there. You know, I, I think one of the, I always tell people this when I went from being like primarily a stand up and I wrote some plays to playwright acting. Hey, he's a, he's a multi-hyphenate. Um, <laughs> I fucking, I had to get used to become like transitioning between a night person, which helped me get a day job to being a day person yeah. who sometimes did nighttime shit. So I like having a schedule because I had to retrain myself, but take those nighttime skills and use them in the day is something completely different. When you have to be funny at 10 a.m., it fundamentally t- makes you a different person. Like, I'm just like, I have to switch my brain. So if you hear this, I hear yeah. all this. It's, it's really mental. It's a real trade. Like, I think flexibility has been my greatest skill. Like, in back, everything. Back to the I've Pilates. Done. Absolutely. No, I hear what you're saying because Saif was just talking about doing his, he does mid, a midday show now. No. Oh. But he's also out at night doing stand up. Yeah. So, like, the struggle of try, being, you're funny late at night, that's yeah. normal. That's normal. That's what he's been forever. Yeah. But now he's got to turn around and be entertaining and funny or try to be at 10 a.m. also. Tough. The same By day. Myself. You got a nap. You got a nap, Saif. You do nap? No. No. You try a sensory deprivation tanks? You should try that. What's that? It's uh when you float. It's actually oh sense, the floating shit. Yeah, the sense depth is actually like the inspiration for the season series finale of uh, Atlanta, which they I I would constantly talk about that and they ask me questions about it. You do you did it before? Yeah, that's my jam. I do it all the time. I'm a practitioner. Really? Yeah, one hour of in there if you sleep or just rest. It replicates like a four hour sleep cycle. Wait, wait, you can sleep in the water? You can. Yeah, it's uh magnesium. Epsom salts are kind of like mimics the Dead Sea. You float on that hole. It's dark. Sometimes you go to astral projection, go to space scythe, heard about it, and then you just go in there, you be bugging. Or you no, you actually shouldn't bug in there. But like you can really chill out. You like feel for claustrophobic? Me, ah, no, nah, I'm not claustrophobic. Uh, I might. You kinda have to open yourself up to it. But like for yeah, me, how, wait, how how claustrophobic would it be? It's not like you're not like it's not like close to you the the roof isn't close, is it? No, I mean there's a good amount of space. The tank is like there's a tank and then the eggshell joint. But yeah. That yeah, I do that a lot. And, and you like, and do you sleep when you're in there sometimes? Yeah, I fall straight to sleep sometimes. I do like two hours sometimes, three hours. And you'll just knock out yeah. and wake up feeling like a million bucks. Yeah. Really helps with depression. Yeah, it's good. Saif has never that. so in all our years working that. together, he would get annoyed at me for napping. Mm. Like he thought I was throwing away life. And in some ways he may have been right. <laughs> like by missing, like I could have been working on things and instead I was sleeping. Yeah. But, Gotta you know, I've not, he's now been out of the morning game for the last eight years. I've stayed there. I don't know if I would have survived it if I hadn't gotten really good at sleeping. 
Yeah, you got it. You got to sleep. I wish I could be a 10 hour sleeper. Oh. I think that's like my new goal. I know. It's, it gets harder as you get older, too. Yeah, I bet. I man. can't sleep at all. Like, what's the most you sleep? You go away. Just picture. Help me here. You go away. You you get into town. You check in at night. You have dinner. There's nothing to do. The gig you have is the next night. Okay? So you don't have shit to do in the morning. You're going to bed in a comfy, fresh hotel bed at midnight, 1 o'clock. Why so early? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be asleep that early anyway? Midnight, 1 is early? I'm, I'm in a hotel room. Yeah. Out of town. Yes. Quiet. Quiet. No family around. No one. I'm on my email all day. I'm trying wow. to knock out. I'm trying to get down to zero inbox. What time are you going to sleep? <sighs> I don't know what time I go to sleep because I wake up, lights on, TV on, laptop, fully dressed in the bed like, oh. That's terrible. That's so what bad. Happened? See, it really, it really when compiles. Did I, when did this happen? It really compiles. Wow. Like, like sleep, the more sleep you don't get, the slower you become over time. I, I, yeah. I wonder if you should try. Oh, yeah. What do you wait? So you I was slept you, in. Um, I was in Abu Dhabi. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Oh you, my Abu Dhabi, god! You I were in Abu Dhabi. Night, oh. It's because of the time change and the jet lag. One night, I said, uh, "I'm not going to set my alarm. I'm going to try to sleep, wake up naturally." Because you had enough time. Like there was yeah. nothing to do. There's no, yeah, we got home from naturally the gig. I got we got home like I don't know, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I was like, I'm going to sleep as much as I can. Sound check was at 5. The hotel phone rang at 5.15. The hotel phone. I was like, well, yeah, what? I don't need rooms, like um, housekeeping, whatever. And they like, where are you? We're downstairs waiting for you. We got to go to sound check. So you slept an hour? You slept 13 hours. 13 hours. Yeah. Oh, that's but amazing. Th- no, that's amazing. But, but that happened because maybe, you were. That's because you were fucked up. That actually might be terrible. That's, yeah, that's, that happens once. <laughs> There's something going on here. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is, I, you know, sensory deprivation tanks ago. I actually uh, referenced it in two episodes in two different shows I worked on. Atlanta was the sense depth, which they pulled from my experience. Mm-hmm. And then um, in, uh, there's an episode, uh, last season one of Abbott where Ava's like uh, uh, it's quiet in here like my at home sensory deprivation tank which is not a thing <laughs> people have at home oh, sensory do? deprivation tanks yeah Saif I really think the that makes me that actually bums me out on your behalf vessel floats man vessel floats in Greenpoint it's the shit. yeah I've heard, of, I've heard of that it's amazing but Saif do you really when you're on the road like in your hotel you don't get into like your underwear and go to sleep. Like I'm turning off the lights and getting in the cover. Like why I'm going imagining to bed. him in his underwear. Yeah, why underwear? Fine, fine. You get I bring pa- pajamas to the underwear. Maybe road. he's butt ass. Well, but you wear pajamas <laughs> on the road. I mean, I got some shorts. In okay. There. Wait. <laughs> wait, do you, you you sleep in shorts in a hotel? Yeah. You always sleep in shorts. If I if I get to the point where I change for bed, what kind of shorts? Sometimes I wake up. Here's how I wake up: short shorts, fully dressed, lights on, usually A and E on the TV. Uh, empty basket, a plate of wings, a plate of wings, and you, you know, like a, a styrofoam thing of wings from the club, like right that you you took takeout wings, like take, oh, and they're sitting there, they're the half eaten go. and open. Yeah, they're open, and you never went to bed. Like I'm gonna go to bed, no, almost never. Yeah, yo, I got fully it. dressed. Uh, listen, I'm not fully dressed. Y'all be fully, fully dressed. dressed. No, I'm. That is not sleep. I don't yeah. even know if that. Count. That's a fucking nap. I be in workout clothes. With the intention to wake up and get fucking swole. <laughs> but that's a that's good, good plan, by yeah. the way. Yeah. You got to do it like that. Yo, I, but, um, smart. 
I, I'm surprised that you wear shorts. Like you sound like a character on a '50s sitcom. You sleep in like pants so you can wake up and be like, "Hello." You got, you got jean shorts on. Yeah, like, I don't, I'm, that's so strange to me. <laughs> I'm playing basketball like a Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, shout out Mexicans. Just generally, yeah. Well, all right, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they like me. I got a mariachi band for the last three, four birthdays. This shit makes me mad happy. And <laughs> they do the king, Jordan, Jordan. And it sounds like Jordan. So I like that. So my name is Jordan. 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 And it's like, you'll miss me. There's like talking about this woman, this battle is just like, yo, you'll miss me. Like I'm the king. And like, you'll regret not fucking with me, basically. And then the refrain is like, Jordan, 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 Jordan. That shit is hard. Jordan, Mexico. Yo, I had an eight, like a six or seven, maybe eight piece mariachi. Like, wow. We'll put this on the pod. This shit was in 2021. 20, Where? Whew. At, at my fucking Airbnb in, in um, Harlem. You had with all my friends there. Wow. And my mom. He's dancing, acting a fool. This one dude, uh, <laughs> shout out. Oh, forget his name. I want to go to this party. I don't want to say his name was Jose, but it might have been. But he was he was killing it. And he was on the violin, maestro. Like, no, no neighbors were complaining about. Nah, this? man, it's mariachi. Oh right, right. You yeah, kidding? Yeah, yeah, you're, what, what you're saying is serenade. You know what I'm saying? Enough people don't get serenaded. That's why there's mass shootings in this country. Not enough serenading. Not enough serenading. So real quick. Jordan Temple's keys to not being depressed. Mm-hmm. Number one, sensory deprivation tanks. Facts. Number two. Pilates. Pilates. Facts. Number three, mariachi band serenade. Facts. That's it, bruh. It's pretty good. And wait, your birthday is Kanye's birthday. What day is that? June 8th. June 8th. Also, for Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, well, fuck Frank Lloyd Wright. He was what? fucking I'm, I'm great. Just I'm just kidding. I got no, a problem um, And then Joan Rivers. That's good. Oh, that's and then, good comedy. Uh, Arthur, Arthur, what's his name? Ash. No, that'd be cool. Miller, Arthur. Uh, what's? Oh no, he played Arthur on King Queens. What's oh, his name? Steiner's, uh, Stillers. Uh, oh, Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller. Oh, he got some good comedy ones in there. Some too. good ones. Yeah. Oh, and also fucking Keenan Ivory Waynes. Ooh. Oh wow. Yeah. I saw. Some... Rest in peace to their pops. Yeah. Oh, I saw yeah. the the patriarch. He lived in my um in my in my complex in Battery Park City. Mm. I used to always see him. Yo, man, what is Flex post on Instagram, bro? I'm talking about somebody's Cypher dead father. Don't no, get no, 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 hold gassed. Hold on, hold on. I've seen somebody's a lot. dead father, man. You just ignored it. No, no, no. Cypher I said, don't get gassed. Rest in peace to the, <laughs> the patriarch of the Keenan Ivory, of, of the Wayans family. I heard you say that. I, I thought the same thing this week. Cypher, sh- scroll up though and tell me what the fuck the beginning of that video is. You got to go up. Do they still play that drop or am I like, am I tripping? Do they still play On the Cypher radio? No, I play it. You play it? No. Did you see the beginning of the video? Yes. Yeah, that nice. woman got choke slammed by man, a man. This is how badly I want to go to Easter lunch with my family. <laughs> that you're just sitting around yelling siphon don't get gas while we watch Instagram videos while my niece is getting pizza. No, I okay. have a spinny hummy. Um, I do you guys have any? Um, uh, you Jordan, you probably didn't see it. Siphon, do you see the summer jam lineup? Yeah. Do you have? What do you think? Any, you have any thoughts? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't affect, I'm happy I don't have to go. That's it. I never wanted to go to Summer Jam. God would, damn it. I'm, I'm a promo is this City. for Summer Jam. Yeah. I'm sorry. My, is no, no, this no, not I'm good? Just, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I fucking hate Hot 97. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and while I'm at it. Hot 97 is the Knicks of the radio. 
Oh, you, you don't feel that way about, you don't feel like us, you, like you do about the Knicks, do you? No, I just. You never wanted to go to summer. I like the old problematic. I was, I was a young, youngin, uh, 12, 13, 14, when I remember it being like really crazy, hot night, hot night. The old problematic. The shooting old, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smack like, fest. um. No, um, like uh, starring Buck Wild. Yeah. And what was her name? Was the main shock? She also got super canceled. Yeah, Miss Jones was huge. She, she didn't get super canceled. No, she didn't. No, no she also, I'm thinking so about starring Buck Wild. Oh, you're thinking about he's thinking about the tsunami song. Oh, the tsunami song. Did, ah, correct. That was Miss Jones. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, yes. She, that she was got crazy. out of it. That was crazy. Yeah. She she got out of it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I didn't she? write that. Yeah, she backed off. Oh, you off. know what? She wasn't there that day. She was. She wasn't there that day. She but was, it was late her or show, right? Yeah, yeah. but I didn't, he wrote that. I didn't tell him to play that. Mm. He played that. Wow, she wasn't there that yeah, day. I forgot that's that. a mob, like yeah. ball shit. <laughs> like yo, I wasn't there. Yo, can I tell you guys it's like that Pratice joke? <laughs> which keep going. The Pratice joke. Pratice. Yeah, which when Pratice he's joke? like, when he's just like, oh, I need to have like a, uh, uh, like a, was it like a, like a. Proof that I was somewhere else. Oh, the receipt. We have receipts. Yeah. Just like gets an argument with somebody. Yeah. And he then- stops. He stops every fifteen <laughs> minutes to buy gum, so he has a receipt, so he yeah. can prove where he was. Yeah. And then he asks the guy, "A gum. white woman's murdered at the same time." <laughs> right, 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 right. And then he's asking the guy, "Like, I need a receipt." He's like, we don't give receipts for fifteen cent gum. I need a receipt. And then he, he goes, gets an "Argument with him." He's he goes, like, "What I- time is it?" <laughs> <laughs> what time? He goes, I-, "I don't need a receipt. You'll remember this argument." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, because that is the receipt now. Yeah. So, so real quick, uh, and Jordan Temple is here. Uh, Jordan, wait, you're not doing any shows right now, right? You said you're about to to, to take off from New York for a while. Yeah, I'm taking off for a while, but yeah, I was at the cellar and stuff. I was in the hood. People can see you pop up. Yeah, pop, out. pop up. Pop up, pop up. Are you about out. to take off? What do you mean? Not do comedy for a while? No, I'm, I'm taking a vacation. He's going to Europe. Where are you going? Paris and Amsterdam. Fuck How yeah, long? Man. For how long? 10 days. Nice, man. Yeah. No alarm, wanna, no we, alarm clock. Got, we're wrapping this up, I guess. Yeah, I wanted to tell you guys one story, but. I want to ask him about the, this play shit. I'll ask you later. Oh, I mean, I could talk about it. What, what do you want to ask? You want to ask me off the air? How to, how to make a, I, I still got play. more time. I got more time. I want to write a play. But do you, you want to write a play about what? Just do it. I don't know how. Or a solo show. Those are popping. Just start. Just start. Just write it? Yeah. It's not funny. You could do it. It's not, it doesn't have to be. Or you, Perfect. You, <laughs> you want, real quick, you want to write a not funny? No, I want it to be funny. It's just not turning out funny. The way oh, I you're mean. starting. You already started yeah. this. Yeah. I've a been play? Started. I had it for a while. It's a one-man show. That's good. It's all my hip hop stories. As a one man show. Yeah, but it's not funny. It doesn't it's have terrible. to be. It's not it's not funny and it's terrible. I don't think that's true. I think you probably I'm being too hard on yourself, man. You know what you well, should yeah. do? You know what you should do? Take take a fucking nap and then give it a <laughs> shot. See how it goes. I added this new job and I promised myself I wouldn't cut out anything else. And it's but can I, I just want to say this and you we can tell me, no, 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 no. I just want to say this. You can tell me to fuck off, but I have someone here who's successful and talented and agrees with me. So I think it's a good time for me to say it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's possible that with resting as little as you do, the amount that you can be good at any of the things you're doing are like all incredibly limited. Like you're not able to give your absolute best to any of it because you're fucking a zombie. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. possible though, right? Yeah. And also your brain when you're resting, it's not like you're not doing anything. We feel like we're so Facts. lazy and we have to keep going, but your brain is processing <laughs> in the back way more than you could realize when you rest and you get to 
do way more when you start again than if you're always working. Yeah, my man's out here dropping fucking gems. You yeah, see what man. I'm saying? Now, real quick, the story I want to tell you guys before we wrap is how crazy is this? The other day, my friend sends me an article and he goes, yo, look what happened. Look at this article about these kids from our high school. These were two jocks in my high school, okay? Uh, the, 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 the Twinkle Twins? I don't know who that is. The, the old, guys who started Facebook. Oh, okay, no, not the Twinkle Twins. What they call Twinkle Voss. How'd they, you get the Twinkle? You just want to say they Twinkle, called? man. Are they really Winkle Voss? Winkle Voss, yeah. yeah. Twinkle Twins. Anyways, so... <laughs> So these kids, uh, they were you all. You need to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, see, again, that's the nap thing. Yeah. So, so I, I won't even get into my personal feelings on them. I, they were, they were jocks. I had mixed feelings about them in a lot of ways. But I, let me put it this way: I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. Okay, these dudes. Now, this is the crazy thing about being white. Mm. You could just start companies when you're white. If you're like a white man who comes from some means. They started a pharmaceutical company, these guys, okay? Neither of them would even be considered remotely, like, smart. That's not a word. Like, you just wouldn't describe them as that. They started a pharmaceutical company. The story is they're both being investigated Mm. because their, quote, pharmaceutical company was selling HIV medication that was just the bottle and had other shit on the inside. What do you mean? They were selling fake HIV medicine. Like people were trying to save their lives by taking this medicine that's effective in treating people with HIV and so you can live. That was in there. No, they were just throwing other shit that was cheap inside the bottle. Sheesh. Oh, yeah, that's kind of what the other guy was doing, too. Who? Who got the, 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 the twink- bought the Wu-Tang album? Yeah. That guy. Oh, that is similar to that, right? Yeah. yeah. No, he but he made the HIV medicine like oh unavailable. Way yes, yeah. he had expensive. it. It was real. Yeah. He just made it impossible right. to buy. But I don't know. That shit just blew my mind because so like bad. it's one th- exactly. It's like it sounded like some Soprano shit. Like Christopher would come Tony, but listen, here's the deal. It's so easy. All we gotta got to do is sell the bottles, <laughs> but it's not the real fucking medicine. So under, Tony's under, like, that's it. That's all we got to do. Investigation. Yeah, they're under investigation now. Mm-hmm. But the part that blew my mind was knowing them was how did these guys have a fucking quote pharmaceutical company? You could just be, you can just be white and start a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, and people just be like, hey, no problem. Sure, you sound like that's you know like, what you're what's doing. What's her name? That lady with the deep voice. Okay, the like, la- uh, hold on. There's so many things here. The uh, lady with the yo, deep voice. Man. I want Jordan to give yo, a shot. Jordan, the lady with the deep voice. Jordan, Jordan, give me. Who do you think it could be that he's talking about? I don't about? know what he's talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about, right? The, See, he knows. The, the lady, lady with, with the, the deep, deep voice. voice. Yeah, that had that fake um, blood testing company. All I know is my favorite doctor is Dr. Malachi Love Robinson. Okay. Y'all know that fake doctor kid, the black kid no. from Florida? He's got a picture on there. He's got like a lab coat on and he's got his face like this, his like hand on his on his chin. He's got like actual photos of him with his faculty. I mean, with 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 his uh like uh, like people he hired like grown ass woman and he was 17 and he was just doing like pap smears and do it like started a like a what actual clinic in Florida and got an investor and is yeah he's like basically they called him like the the black uh leo like black uh catch me if you can except black catch me if you can is caught that's not (laughs) catch me if you can (laughs) that's like you're got like he's he's a scammer but it's also very inspirational because he was sick as a kid and they couldn't afford a lot of stuff and now he wants to help 
people. That's how I see it. I think you made, the, a, but you made that part up. No, not I'm the not. end part, but that he wants to help people. Yeah, I, that's what I. That's think. your. Part. I didn't okay. make it up. No, no, but that's what you think. No, no, that's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jordan Temple. His name is Doctor Malachi. No, 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 that guy. <laughs> That guy's name is Dr. Malachi. This guy's name is Jordan Temple. Thanks, Jordan. The Dr. Malachi. Wait, you said to remind you about Cornelius. Who's oh, Cornelius? I'll tell you about Cornelius on the Patreon. Oh, it's it's a Billy be, June story. Been, uh, has this flowed? Uh, did y'all get any the, good tidbits? Why are you being so sorry? Yeah. Why are you being self-conscious? You're not a fan of the show. Conscious. You're not a fan of the show. I'm not a fan of the show. Yeah. You, if mean? you were a fan of the show, you would know this show is excellent. Yeah, this is an excellent, weird, regular one-up. Okay. Yeah, no, this I, is, I get it. I just, you know, I wish I was a little high like you guys. I'm not high. I'm not high. He's high. Never sleep. Oh, you know, he's high off no sleep. No, this has been a blast. No, we love, I was hoping that we could develop something where you just pop by like that's what we're trying to develop is the people uh, who just come and hang with us yeah. so it's not always like a guest yeah. it's just like jordan's here uh, okay. you know what i'm saying i like that i just didn't know if it was more steered like what if the- it's a rapper we follow a very a much more specific plan okay but like for a, a comedian writer this is what we do we just oh, gotta okay, shoot the shit it. hear your stories I and, mean, that, and that's it we have to go 